Welcome to the Witchy Work Wishes podcast, a place to find your weekly inspiration for bringing your personal witchcraft practice into your business, work, and office. Welcome to Witchy Work Wishes. I am your host, Charlene, and today we are pulling out our 2023 goals. We're taking a peek at them and then doing what we need to do to take advantage of the last half of the year so that in December, we are actually patting ourselves on our own back for a job well done. But first, I always like to start with three things I did over the weekend to help with my witchcraft practice. So I had some big swings with energy and downtime this weekend. And for the energy part, I thought a lot about my work week and how being organized for it helps me so very much in the mornings. I reviewed my own notes on how good work mornings do actually start the night before and revisited and refined some of my own nighttime habits. So this happened to include putting together a brand new clothes rack that I bought last week. It's replacing one that I had out in my room and it beautifully displays and hosts my outfits for the coming work week. I also got all my business outfits ironed, shoes matching my purse, and (laughs) jewelry picked out for each of the pre-selected outfits. So it felt felt really good. I finished up by cleaning my room and getting my vanity organized as well. Now I have a bunch of things tied to mirror magic and my vanity with my practice. And I have my, you know, cards pulled um, or that I pull, you know, kind of displayed out for the week so I can remind myself of the energy with them. I also started a new essential oil in my bedroom diffuser, which was amazing. I was able to book a class, um, essential oil class with Kathy, who helped us with the podcast a couple weeks ago about essential oils. So I stocked up on some really good doTERRA options. In the mood change, the special mist brought to my freshly cleaned bedroom was transformative. It just felt good. Like everything was clean and organized and it just brought some new life and energy to my room. Perfect to do with the new moon. For the downtime, I went down pretty hard. (laughs) So I was was not completely aware of it until midday on Saturday, but I honestly let it be. Apparently I needed it, so instead of fighting it, I gave my body the rest it needed. And waking up on Sunday and drinking my morning coffee felt like I was back on track. I had a good home day, you know, baking bread, working on this podcast, of course, and calling my father to wish him a very happy Father's Day. I also did some new moon, uh, new moon workings and put water out. Uh, this new moon is in Gemini, and that is a good time for you know, like social goals, mental health and wellness, education, and communication. So I worked with that energy and thanked the new moon with my own personal rituals. I did a card pull on Sunday and asked for guidance with the week ahead. I pulled the coyote spirit from my animal oracle deck. The picture of this beautiful coyote with feathers around his neck says, Trust in our divine detours. Do you find that you are being led on a strange detour in your life right now? Does it seem that what appears to be the next right action and the right choice, best situation, or fabulous relationship unexpectedly turns into the opposite or just disappears into thin air as if you've been tricked? Coyote Spirit's trickster energy is designed to bring you into situations to teach you lessons you have forgotten to learn. Perhaps you need a taste of failure before you experience success or need to feel disappointment 
before you can truly appreciate the joy and love and prosperity that is coming for you. Perhaps you are revisiting a pattern you forgot wasn't in alignment with a life you are intending to co-create. Being reminded that gratitude, not complacency, will keep you awake and aware of all that is available to you in the moment. Coyote Spirit reminds you to laugh about the unexpected twists, to develop humility and gratitude, while releasing your attachments to the form of your desires. Even when you suddenly feel yourself on a detour, wondering when you will get back on track to manifesting what you desire, remember that Spirit has a plan and wants the best for you. Trust in divine order now. Coyote Spirit is a divine helper no matter what seems to be going astray. Things are exactly as they are supposed to be. That's an interesting card for me to pull, and I've never pulled the Coyote Spirit before. Thinking about this podcast and, you know, my own goals for the year, how, you know, we are halfway through, and looking at maybe what has distracted me with some of my goals, thinking about old patterns that are not helping me with my current goals. This deck is amazing. I'm very, very connected to it. All right, the moon. So the dark moon and the new strawberry moon this past weekend brought some nice downtime. You know, I listened to my body and let myself rest on Saturday, like really rest. Not a lot got done and I was okay with that. (laughs) The new moon in Gemini had some karma with it, you know, and karma like in a good way. So Saturn in retrograde, which I'm learning more about, brings balance to things that have maybe gone wrong for us in the past. It gets fixed now. Interesting that it coincided with this week's podcast topic and was a good time. Uh, still is, if you have not done a list yet, you know, to write down current desires. As this week continues, we are in the beginning stages of a waxing moon, which is the crescent part. And this is a good time to think about things we want to give energy to. As the moon grows in strength, we give energy to things that we also want to grow. This is a good time for healing too. All right, well, I have my notes. So let's check in with our 2023 goals and to-do list. Okay, back at the end of December, podcast number 13, I believe, we talked about making our 2023 goals, and I went over some of my own personal tips and tricks that I have been fine-tuning over the years. So I know list-making in general is not for everyone. Now, even though I personally love the process of it, you know, and the satisfaction of checking the items off as I complete them, I do understand this does not appeal to everyone. So list making in general and, you know, the goal of creating your to-do stuff for the upcoming years, or my to-do stuff for the upcoming years, is still just as important to me as it was when I was younger. So I have found over the years some great steps that make my goal list making easier. It does happen to include a mid-year check-in like we're going to do today with both myself and my list. So even if you don't have your 2023 goals handy, Grab them for later and check back with this podcast and you can kind of review some of the steps that I have laid out for them. So we started our goal uh, brainstorming back in December with the benefits and the why portion of goals and list making. Let's review those first as, you know, getting back into that goal zone (laughs) will help us with the check-in later. So the why is pretty simple. Goals give you a direction and a clear reminder on what you want completed by a certain time. And we all know there is a big gap between making goals and actually achieving them. 
but you would be surprised how much energy and success you truly already do create just by making them. You are one step ahead with focusing on, you know, defining your purpose and what it's going to take to achieve your goals. And seeing your goals written down really can put into action and into motion things that may not have started without it. You know, new habits and routines are created, all which gives energy to your end result and purpose. So when we created our goals, we were thinking about what we are willing to do, right? Sometimes goals sound good, but we are not willing to work or sacrifice to have them. And maybe they sound good because you think other people value them, but you yourself really don't. Those goals really will end up collecting dust because they do not align with your vision or your greatest good. You do want to be realistic in making your goals. And of course, that does not mean they can't be huge. You want them to be motivating and you want them to be exciting. But your goals should be ones you know, that give you direction and create manageable to-do actions so you can achieve them. So when we created our 2023 goals, part of what we walked through was creating a timetable and a framework to complete them. So goals will help you prioritize your actions. Again, creating those little to-do list (laughs) items uh, that need to be checked off to continue moving forward so you can complete the big ultimate goal. Now, a stumbling block, not only with goals, but with our big projects or anything that can seem overwhelming, is going to be the lack of ability to break it down. Break it down into smaller, manageable steps. It really is this very thing that will keep people stuck in situations. They only focus on the big picture and it overpowers them. It freezes them into place because they are just unable to compartmentalize and take one baby step at a time. I refer back to this saying often just as a reminder to break the big picture down into manageable steps. And it says, a dream written down with a date becomes a goal. A goal broken down into steps becomes a plan. And a plan backed by action becomes reality. Hopefully this is how we approached our goal making um, back in December and we took our dream and we wrote it down. We planned on what steps needed to be taken to move forward with them. And then we acted on them or maybe we are still acting on them, right? We're only halfway through. Um, We acted on those steps to start achieving them. So baby steps written into your timelines, you know, when working on goals are super, super important. They will give you a sense of completion. And that sense of completion is a huge motivator in continuing on with your path. So do what you need to do to remove those stumbling blocks of being overwhelmed by, you know, a big end result. Create those little baby steps that when completed will propel you to move forward with a sense of accomplishment. Goals will separate out our wishful thinking, right? That, oh gosh, wouldn't it be nice if, and our, oh, I don't know, someday I might type dreams and help us focus on what we really do actually want and then turn that something into what we really want and make a reality of getting it. So it's it's something that's active that we are in real time working for. That level of responsibility gives us power. This is your goal, your action to work on, your choice to do something that brings you closer to completion. Of course, that power and choice can turn into actions that delay your achievements, right? Goals are something so personal for you, and really, you are the one with the ultimate control over them. But, you know, when you get the momentum going and feel those little rewards pushing you forward to the next task, 
some of the behaviors that might have been holding you down before will not seem so attractive anymore and give you the same satisfaction that they used to. You'll find that when you are in alignment with your greatest good and goals, some of that noise and chatter that has distracted you in the past will just melt away. So in December, I talked about how I personally structure my goals when writing them out. Number one, I create a space that is just for me. This is a reflective time and a brainstorming time. So carving out plenty of space for me to you know, play around with my thoughts and ideas is important. I know I'm better at this in the morning, <laughs> so that is usually when I reserve the time that is just for me. And I'll create you know, the physical space around me to encourage creativity and make me feel cozy. I grab my papers, my pens, usually a fuzzy blanket. I light candles. I have a fire in the fireplace and I'll put some type of music on and I curl up and I just let my thoughts flow. It's a free for all at the beginning. Really nothing, nothing is wrong. <laughs> I will write down things no matter how silly they are. Almost like a random vision board, but with words and phrases. Two, I give myself a timeline to complete making my goals. However, you know, for me, they don't all have to be done in one day, but there is a timeline. Sometimes, you know, an outline is drafted and I will go back and look at it each day and make little tweaks and changes as needed until I know I have my finished results. Three, after I have my thoughts written down, random as they are, I come up with a theme. And it's this theme that defines my word for the year. And it's this word that will start the actual goals being written out. So when I was younger, I started by writing the actual, you know, numerical year on a piece of paper. But over time, changing that number into a word, defining my theme, you know, that kind of ties everything together, really has been one of the best things I have done. It's my why. And defining my goals from it has been super helpful. So this step, finding, you know, and defining your why is so very important to the success of your own personal goals. What is motivating you to have this goal? And what will inspire you to keep taking the action steps needed to obtain it? So without getting those defined, you'll end up with that list of, you know, wishful thinking. So in drafting out your goals, um, you want to pull from what motivates you and what inspires you. And those are two pretty important words, and they do mean two pretty different things. You'll want to create goals that are in alignment with the greatest version of you, you know, that you can think of. This foundation will give you the power and fuel to keep moving forward since it won't be in conflict with the core you. Now, what motivates you, this is going to be your reason for doing it. What inspires you, this is going to be what creates your action, your desire, you know, something to act upon for the motivation. Now, when you're brainstorming, you'll want to have a good idea of both of these and then turn that information into your theme, word, or phrase for the year and then organize your goals into sections. So number four, my next step is taking the ideas and organizing them into categories. I often use the wheel of life for this, and this wheel has, I think, like six sections. Spiritual, physical, intellectual, or, you know, personal development, family and relationships, social interest and fun, and then career and finance. So once I have my word or phrase, I write it down in the center of the paper, right? I draw a bubble around it. From that bubble, I draw six lines out kind of randomly, and then I organize my goals into one of these six areas or buckets. Now, you don't have to have this many categories. You can certainly combine some of them or remove them all together. Maybe, maybe you have one single goal for the year that you're working on. Maybe there are two. I mean, either way, this is all about you. So this is your goal worksheet. Make it work for you. 
So for me, I get my, you know, word or phrase. I draw six lines out evenly around the bubble, and then I list the six categories. I go back and I look over all of my random thoughts, and then I start to organize them into one of the six buckets. This is the compartmentalizing stage that really does help break things down. Sometimes I walk away. Sometimes I'm just in the zone, so I keep going. But I need to have a fresh look at everything then. I start playing around with what is really important to me and what contributes to the word and the theme I am going for for the new year. I weed out the silly stuff and some of the fluff, and I get the categories tightened up to what motivates me and what inspires me, and what is going to bring me to my greatest and highest level. From there, I usually rewrite the draft so it looks a bit more tidy and pretty. (laughs) And again, I start out with my word for the year inside my bubble and draw six lines around it with each of the categories listed, And then below each of my categories, I have my goals within it. So number five, my approach then shifts. I personally start at the end. And I know that sounds maybe a little silly, but it truly does work for me. If I know what the end date is, I can start working backwards from it and create those little baby steps that I need to get me there on time. Now, this final tweak of my goals is really what gets the big picture broken down into baby steps, action steps for me. So number six, my end result, excuse me, really is that I have, you know, my bubble with my word or phrase in it. I have my areas and my buckets with like items grouped together around my bubble. And within those buckets are specific goals written down. Each goal has a completion date. And then below each goal are the things, the baby steps written out of what I need to do and by when to reach my goal. So let's look at our 2023 goals and where we are mid-year. If you can, try and recreate that space you had in December. You know, that personal time that you carved out. What do you need to do so that you feel creative and cozy? Grab your papers, your pens, your fuzzy blankets, your candles, whatever you need to get your thoughts flowing and kind of recreating that space that you had before. Recreating a similar space really will trigger us back to that moment when we created our goals. Now, we are six months into our calendar year, and if you are big on the moon cycles, this kind of translates to, you know, the full moon phase. At this point, we need to reflect. So the dark moon is all about contemplation, right? It's kind of like the end of December or January 1st. The new moon is next, and that's all about writing out our goals and coming up with our 2023 lists. The waxing moon, it's all about taking action. Full moon, reflect. What have you accomplished so far and celebrate it? Waning moon, release what has been holding you back, right? What what is stopping you from reaching your goals? And then dark moon again, back in December, rest and decide what your next step is. Look at the goals during the new moon and what you celebrated the completion of during the full moon. Okay, so let's check in. Unfortunately, the statistics for people completing their New Year's goals is not very high. Under 20%, I believe, actually finish them out, with the majority of the 80% who don't dropping their list entirely by February. That's a tough statistic. But why? why? Why do we do this to ourselves? More than likely, I think, it is because one of three things ended up happening. First, we didn't believe in the goal. It was something we thought we should be doing, not something we actually wanted to do. Second, we might not have mapped out the path to achieve it. It was this big, overwhelming goal, 
and we were not able to break it down into baby steps that are doable. The goal was just too big and we got overwhelmed. Third, there certainly could have been some self-sabotage. We did not believe we could actually do it and old habits took over to reinforce why we don't deserve it. But not us, right? (laughs) We are not going to be in that 80%. That is why we are doing a mid-year check-in. So our full moon stage of the goals we made back in January, we are right in the heart of it, and we are going to celebrate what we've completed and then reflect on what remains. So what needs to be done to complete the rest of our list? Now, when we made our original list, hopefully we were able to use the acronym SMART, which stands for Specific, Measurable, Achievable, Relevant, and Time Sensitive. If you did, we're going to be in that 20%. (laughs) We are going to be on track with our goals. This does not mean that they don't need tweaking or a little bit of adjusting right about now. We all know life happens. And unplanned things, you know, big or small, can sidetrack us or even completely knock us off course. So this halfway point is powerful. It's a time of fulfillment. It is a great time to connect with our intuitive side and our psychic abilities. We just came off the new moon this weekend, so if you want to give your 2023 goals a punch, like a true punch, tag this episode or make notes on what you can do on our next full moon. For this year, it's going to be happening the first week of July, within the first couple of days. It is a perfect halfway point through our year. And you know that personal space that we just talked about, the personal time that you need to carve out to look at your goals and reflect, plan for it. Do it on the full moon coming up. My recommendation and what I'll personally be doing on the July full moon is this. I'm going to do five things. First one is I'm going to reflect. I'm going to celebrate my wins. I'm going to cross off the goals that I've already completed and give myself a halfway, you know, halfway through the year pat on the back for achieving them. Second thing I'm going to do is take my remaining goals, whether it's one goal or 10 goals left that, you know, I have not yet completed. And I'm going to write something for each one. I'm going to start out by saying, I want it so I can, whatever, you know, have a reason for each one, why I want it. Third thing I'm going to do is write down what has stopped me from getting this goal completed. What are the roadblock, you know, the roadblocks that maybe I've encountered? What are the habits that are holding me back from having it completed? Or maybe what are the repetitive words that I keep telling myself to sabotage the success of having it? I'm going to write it down. Promise. (laughs) I really do think the more I can understand it, the less power it might have over me. Every goal that's left, I'm going to write it down again. And I'm going to say, I want this because I can have blank. And I'm going to figure out why I'm not getting it right now. Fourth thing I'm going to do is I'm going to take the remaining goals and probably start a whole nother list. This time, I'm going to go back to the step where, you know, I originally made it, and I'm going to redo the timeline. We've got six months left with our annual goals. So I'm going to break it down, and I'm going to work backwards. I know this needs to be completed by December 15th. In order to have it completed by December 15th, I need to have, you know, this done by November 1st, and then this done by October 1st. And I'll need to have this started by, you know, August 15th. I'm going to measure it out. I'm going to have the why right under the goal and then the actual timeline, the specific dates of the goal broken down. I'm going to break it down in little baby steps (laughs) of what needs to happen and by when. 
I'm going to use that you know, SMART acronym again. This is the time-sensitive portion of it and the measurable portion of it. After I'm done with my you know, new list, I'm going to post it. I'm putting it somewhere front and center so that I can continually look at it and have it remind me of what I'm doing all of this for and you know where I am in my timeline to complete it all. All right, what about goals for career and job? You know, in December, I went over a short list of ideas that we could pull from in making our business and work goals. Certainly they can and should be one of the buckets um, to think about and hopefully have a goal or two in. So I gave some examples of um, improve your time management skills, of course, get organized, get certified maybe in your field or get a college degree, create a new work habit. I think I said start a business, but that's probably, <laughs> that, that's going to be hard to do in 12 months. I don't know, unless, unless you're really ready to go. I mentioned corporate mentors and networking, uh, creating good work morning routines. And then I think I said um, balance with work and home. So really, there is no difference between our personal goals and our professional goals when it comes time to assess and reflect. A goal is a goal, right? And when it's time to look at our progress and what still needs to be done, I would honestly tackle it the same way. Remember how valuable goals are to our growth. Goals give us direction. They give us a roadmap, a clear list of what we want and what we are going to do to complete them. Again, if we filled out this list full of things that sound good, but we are not willing to work on or sacrifice to have them, then we're probably going to be sitting with that 80% group of the other people who did just the same thing and have not made any progress on them. Hollow goals will end up collecting dust because they do not align with our vision. They do not support our greatest good. So halfway through the year, you know, right now, if you made some like that, they're probably glaring right at you. And you know, right? You know, you know what needs to be done. Either this was a goal that is not supporting the greater good in you, or it is a goal you are blocking from having. So what needs to be done? Reflect, take personal time and go through your 2023 goals. What are you going to do in the remaining six months of this year? All right, I have a poem for today. So let's jump over to it. Instead of writing a new poem for this week's podcast, I'm grabbing the poem I wrote back in December because it still fits. Just as it did back then, it does now. We're going to be taking all of our goals, looking at them with a fresh set of eyes, assessing what's gone right, what's gone wrong, and what we need to do to finish out the year. So here we go. It's time for goals. It's time to plan. Think ahead and dream all that you can. What are your wishes? What do you want? All those desires known by your confidant. Write them down and think them through. What are the goals that mean something to you? Think of what motivates you to do more. Don't second guess. Just let your heart pour. Let your inspirations come to the page. Free them from doubt. Let them out of the cage. This is all about you and the person you'll be. These goals are your wishes. Now let them free. As you write them down, think them through. Get them organized in sections, too. Compartmentalizing helps. I promise it will. I know it's a lot to get over this hill. You've made your plan and you have your goal. This passionate list speaks right to your soul. 
All of your wishes and all you desire are written out now so you can soar higher. And once you're flying, continue on. Make baby steps to act upon. Those little steps will get you going and put into motion all that's growing. And higher you'll soar with your goals in mind. For goals written down have a date assigned. And baby step goals, broken down into actions, become your reality with true satisfaction. It's time for goals. It's time to plan. Think ahead and dream all that you can. This is all about you and the person you'll be. These goals are your wishes. Now let them free. Well, thank you for joining me today. This is certainly a fun subject for me and the act of making annual goals and completing them is something that has always been very, very important to me. Next week, I am jumping into Witch's Bells. I'm really excited about the outline I have for it. And then for July... I have an amazing guest joining me for what I believe will be a two-part series where he will be walking us through the Norse history and traditions. Now, this is an area I have personally started diving uh, deeper into, and I cannot wait to talk to him all about it. Till then, I hope everyone is having a wonderful summer solstice and litha. Um, Hopefully you had a great time with the new moon last weekend, and you have something fun planned for this upcoming weekend. I'll talk with you next week. Thank you for joining me today at Witchy Work Wishes, a place to find your weekly inspiration for bringing your personal witchcraft practice into your business, work, and office. For more information and additional content, please visit me online at witchyworkwishes.com. If you want to send me a personal note, please email me at info at witchyworkwishes.com. And of course, you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook. Just search for Witchy Work Wishes.